Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Yes, welcome in everybody to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky, regardless of the opponent, and it was not a particularly uh, interesting one to say the least. Ole Miss has started the season 1-0, and uh, based on some of the text messages I got uh, throughout the day, you guys are feeling really good uh, about that, and you should. It was a dominating win. And, and frankly, I want to start with this, actually. I did not expect to see the crowd that I did. Now, it's kind of funny seeing that because I saw some people on Twitter or whatever complaining about the students leaving at halftime and how the east side wasn't completely full and stuff like that. And the crowd on television and also from pictures that were people were posting on social media and stuff, considering the opponent... And considering the current state in college sports where nobody's filling up games anymore, as I record this, South Carolina and North Carolina are playing in Charlotte, a neutral site about an hour and a half to two hours between each school, and they couldn't fill that place up. So like marquee games don't fill the stadiums up anymore. There are empty seats everywhere all over college football for teams that are better than Mercer And yet, I thought, honestly, I was actually kind of impressed, and I watched the game with a few people, and even they were like, wow, I didn't expect that. So shout out to to you guys. Uh, I didn't uh, see one way or the other if Lane Kiffin called fans out after the game. I highly doubt it, because frankly, I thought crowd uh, looked good, and I really expect uh, in a couple of weeks for the next home game, the Georgia Tech game, to uh, be a really nice environment. Georgia Tech, although they ended up losing... Uh, were impressive. Uh, Well, okay. Compared to what you saw last year, they were impressive. And and I expect, honestly, a really good and and fun environment uh, in Oxford here uh, in a couple of weeks, especially based on what I saw today. So kudos to you guys for uh, for showing up for that opponent. Weather was good, and and that helps, uh, I'm sure. But uh, I promise you there are a lot of stadiums that look a hell of a lot worse than what yours looked like today uh, against better opponents than the one that you played today. So, I'm Michael Borky. This is the Rebel Report. We're talking about Ole Miss's win over Mercer, a dominating win as it should have been. The caveat needs to exist because it it just needs to exist. It's Mercer. Everything that follows this statement needs to go back to this statement. It's Mercer. It's It's kind of hard to take sweeping positive judgments away uh, from a game in which you are completely and totally uh, in a different class uh, than than your opponent. This is how it should have gone. Now, that doesn't go this way for everybody uh, around college football. I had uh, former Ole Miss quarterback Kincaid Dent uh, up earlier, and Georgia really looked like crap, honestly, uh, against UT Martin early. Uh, Ole Miss... Uh, offensively didn't look like crap at any point uh, today. Uh, Aside from one play, defensively, they looked like they should have. There were some things that we'll talk about here in a little bit, but 
It's Mercer. Making sweeping judgments away from the Mercer game is a bit of a fool's errand, but there are things that we can take away from this game, and we are going to do that on this edition of the Rebel Report. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, you should be. Search Rebel Report wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe, leave a rating, and a review. Follow me on social media at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And the podcast is brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. There's 16 locations in Mississippi, and uh, the one I go to, and I go to frequently, uh, treats me uh, like, okay, I was going to say treats me like family, uh, and they do. I, I feel important when I walk in there. And uh, I actually really enjoy my banking experiences. I am a customer, and so I can speak to it through experience uh, of Priority One Banks. They make me their priority. Let them make you their priority today. And the podcast is also brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. If your business is located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, and I mean anywhere, inside of the state of Mississippi, and you are in the market for office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, IT projects, phone systems, whatever it is, if it's technology, if it's in the office, and your Mississippi business needs it, absms.com, and tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology uh, assessment. So Ole Miss wins in dominating fashion, uh, 73-7, to was the final score in the game. Uh, Ole Miss scored on the opening possession in under a minute. And then uh, Mercer goes straight back, 75 yards right up the middle uh, to tie the game up at uh, at 7. Carter Peavy caught uh, a couple of Ole Miss players out of position and went for a long touchdown, but it didn't matter, I think. So that was a 75-yard touchdown run, and I think at the half, if I remember correctly, Mercer had 73 rushing yards. So uh, aside from that one play, and, and we'll get to the defense uh, second here today, uh, Ole Miss was dominant uh, from start to finish, as they should have been. And that's takeaway number one is it's Mercer. Like I said before, it's hard to make sweeping judgments out of Mercer. However, um, you looked like the, the team looked like they're supposed to. If Ole Miss is going to be a nine-plus win team like a lot of people think that they can be, they looked like that today. Uh, we will get better ideas of really how good they are coming up next week and the week after, and, and of course when they're in Tuscaloosa. and it, it starts getting much more real after this, but that is what you were supposed to look like uh, against Mercer today, and, and they did. And so that is an encouraging thing. Again, not everybody in college football today uh, looked like that against their FCS opponent. Even Georgia, the almighty Georgia, didn't look like that uh, against UT Martin today. Mississippi State struggled uh, early. They were uninspiring early uh, against uh, CELA, and then they ended up you know, running away with it. Talent and depth and, and the imbalance took over. But other people didn't look like Ole Miss did today, and that is uh, is obviously important. The big story, of course, is quarterbacks. Uh, Chris Lowe got to break the news, even though everybody that covers Ole Miss uh, has been telling you for a long time. And you didn't need the, like, the media to, to, to tell you anything, really. Just listen to uh, the, the players talk about quarterbacks. And, and it was clear, and it's been clear, that this is Jackson Dart's football team. And he showed you exactly why today. Now, uh, the caveat existing, but Jackson Dart was sharp uh, right out of the gate. Regardless of Lane Kiffin's, um, 
games, I guess we can call them, when it comes to the quarterback position, um, it's been reported that uh, you know Dart was told, uh, not only like anecdotally told, but straight up uh, has known for a while that he was going to start this game, and it was abundantly clear to everybody around the program that it was his team, and uh, he, he never let up. And, and you bring in a four-year starter uh, from a Power 5 conference, and Jackson Dart never even let him come even with him. And that's really encouraging, and you saw on the field uh, why. There are a few things that stood out to me. It's easy to look like this against Mercer, I'm sure, but uh, he, he did look comfortable. He, he looked a lot more confident uh, knowing where he was going to go to the football. There was a couple of times where it looked like he delivered a, a ball a little bit late that possibly gets batted down or, or maybe even intercepted uh, when they play better defenses. But his throwing the football vertically, and not like just deep bombs, but like those 20-yard 25-yard back shoulder throws, he looked really comfortable doing that. And that was a an area last year where, where he struggled with accuracy a lot more than he did today. But even in the lesser games, it he never at any point last season looked as comfortable as he did today. And throwing the football vertically, he very clearly uh, has taken a step forward. Again, he, he played bad opponents last year and did not throw the football as comfortably and distribute the football as comfortably as he did today. He was, uh, the, the news broke that he was quarterback one this morning. And, and even though Lane Kiffin after the game still wouldn't, you know, officially do that. And there's still an or on, on the depth chart, uh, Jackson darts, the quarterback of this team. And he showed you why today he was 18 of 23, three, three and four touchdowns. He also ran uh, for a good bit as well. I, I say that it's only 36 yards, but it was nine per carry, and uh, and looks good uh, doing that. So he was efficient. Uh, I mean, I, I can remember one bad throw, quote unquote, but it looked like there was a miscommunication because he was communicating with receiver, talking like using his hands to kind of motion, you know, where he should have been, and so maybe even that was just a miscue. But looked comfortable, looked confident. It's probably easy to do that against Mercer, but he threw the football vertically with accuracy and, and precision and, and confidence. And so through all the public drama privately, uh, he very very clearly has taken some kind of step forward from the Jackson Dart of 2022. How big is that step forward? We'll find out here as the weeks go on and the competition gets better. You can't just say, oh, he's clearly so much better until we see him play better teams. But there were very encouraging signs from Jackson Dart. He very clearly is the the quarterback of that team. And yeah, good stuff. Encouraging, positive. Whatever adjective you want to use with caveat is uh, is there. Spencer Sanders came in, also looked good. He looked uh, like a a talented guy because he is one. Uh, Fewer snaps, so it's not really fair uh, to him. Uh, But it looked like the offense was a little less fluid uh, with him in the game. And again, that's anecdotal. It's, it's very few snaps. What I did see today, or at least what I think I saw today, is that if Jackson Dart were to get hurt, the, the drop-off from starter to backup is much smaller than it is probably in 99% of college football teams. Uh, you know, again... It's Mercer. Jackson Dart took a lot more snaps, 
more snaps when the game was kind of engaged. I thought Dart looked more sharp than Sanders, but Sanders threw a really nice deep ball there. He also looked comfortable throwing the football. We know uh, that he's athletic as well. And it allows Lane Kiffin and Charlie Weiss Jr. to use Jackson Dart in every way they want to because they know, or at least they should know, what I saw today was if something were to unfortunately happen to Jackson Dart, the guy behind him is certainly capable of winning games. And then even Walker Howard in his very limited snaps looked sharp as well, but he's a former five-star. He's got the, the talent. But that is what I learned today, I think. It's Jackson Dart's team. He's the quarterback. All that stuff. Everything that we thought we knew in the offseason is true. But Spencer Sanders very clearly is capable of winning games. The, the talent is there. He threw, again, he threw a nice deep ball today. Uh, one that was dropped by Michael Trigg, which more on that in a second. Um, should have been a touchdown, and it wasn't. So that was one of his incompletions. Trigg was a little bit too casual. I think he probably uh, you know, was finessing a, a one-handed catch, and if he would have gone up with two, maybe that ends up at least being a long reception in, instead of an incompletion. But... Um, I liked what I saw from Spencer Sanders today. Again, not as sharp, but still sharp and still capable. And uh, very much a guy that has started 41 games in his college career, for sure. Him being quarterback, too, is extremely valuable because you can run Jackson Dart. You can use the entire offense without fear of a drop-off when you have to throw in uh, the, the backup. So, again, it's Mercer, but very encouraging uh, day from from your quarterbacks all three of them very encouraging day starter took control backup looks very capable of winning and your quarterback of the future also showed you why people are excited about him being uh, the quarterback of the future almost ran for 152 yards today on 4.3 per carry I got a couple of questions about whether or not I was concerned uh, about their inability to run the football and no, because they threw it all. I, I suspect that's going to be a thing for Ole Miss most of the year as teams are going to try to sell out and make Jackson Dart beat them. You, you've got to pick one. Feast or famine, right? And this offense appears to be so deep and, and talented. There was a point uh, late in the game where Ole Miss had their third teamers in and a five-star quarterback threw a pass over the middle to a five-star tight end and then the next play handed it off to a guy that ran for 500 yards on 5.7 per carry in the Pac-12 last year. So the the depth is there. They're going to be able to run the football. They always run the football under Lane Kiffin. It, it is just something that they do. They, they scheme it well. It is something that you make a note of, though, uh, that they didn't. They weren't dominating while running the football. Is that something that's a concern moving forward, we will uh, we will have to see. But Judkins and Bentley averaged 4.5 per. Judkins 4.6, Bentley 4.5 uh, per carry. So not as bad as maybe as, as it looked on the stat sheet that just the volume of carries weren't there. But that is something to make a note of. They threw for 524 yards, so maybe it was Mercer selling out, stopping the run, and daring the quarterbacks to beat them and just living with that. I don't know. Something to keep an eye on. Not concerned yet, but it is something uh, to remember. Wide receivers, Trey Harris, four touchdown receptions, broken Ole Miss record on his six uh, receptions. Everybody this offseason was talking about Aiden Williams, and understandably so. He's a super talented kid. Lane Kiffin brags on him all the time. 
But in that hype got lost. Uh, Trey Harris and Jordan Watkins got lost. Uh, th- those guys are, are accomplished college football players. Trey Harris showed you that he has serious NFL potential, and Jordan Watkins just so reliable. Uh, Harris on those six catches, four of which went for touchdowns, 133 yards. Watkins had also six catches, 111 yards. Uh, they are because they are so experienced. It's not like this is brand new and oh, they lit up Mercer, but we'll see. We know Jordan Watkins can produce in the SEC. We know Trey Harris can produce at least at, at the Division One level. Uh, the audition was a very, very good one, and they both reminded people not to forget about them. I know you're excited about Aiden Williams, but do not forget about those two, and they looked really good in their uh, in their debut. Kyron Heath caught a, a handful of passes, played a lot of slot today, uh, which I, I thought was interesting in Caden Priestcorn's absence. The expectation still is to get him back uh, by the Alabama game. Hopefully the the recovery goes well so he can be there for that. Michael Trigg played today, caught a handful of passes, and for whatever it's worth, looked engaged. Looked, uh, I mean, he was playing late in the game. He was served, a, I guess, the first half suspension. But, but he was engaged, and he was into it late in a ball game that was really uh, in doubt. So... You hope that that is a sign moving forward that maybe they've got his attention now. And and maybe he will put that talent that is evident and actually channel that and become what he absolutely can be, especially now that Hudson Wolf is uh, is apparently injured again. Seeing him back on the field was awesome. He had a really impressive catch as well and then came down on his shoulder and uh, apparently injured it again. I don't know the status uh, of that. It didn't look particularly good. But uh, that's that's all I've got is that it didn't look good, and and if it's something long term, I just absolutely hate it for that kid. Finally, getting back on the field, working his way back, catching a really nice pass, and getting hurt on that is just um, just really, really unfortunate. Uh, otherwise, not much really that can be taken away. Ole Miss played a lot of people on both offense and defense today. Played a lot of guys on the offensive line as well, which I thought was interesting. And um, we'll see what those rotations look like as the games get a little bit more intense. On the flip side, the defense, gosh, uh, everybody had a heart attack after the first play of the game. Very clearly, uh, guys out of position on that long run. That's something that can be correctable uh, if they... Yeah, if they're able to. That's a very dumb statement. It's correctable if they're able to. Well, no crap, Michael. But point is, uh, it, it was a blown assignment early, and then after that, they did kind of settle in. Uh, I got a message asking, you know, if it, if fans should be concerned. It, it was from a person that was like, "Hey, you know, am I dumb for if, am I dumb for worrying about the defense not looking great?" And no, no, not at all. There, there were times where they looked. Uh, slow, and I don't necessarily mean slow in terms of lacking athleticism. I, I think it, at times, and I'm curious to hear from, from Lane on Monday after watching the film if he'll answer questions on this, it did look to me like at times they were playing slow, lacking a little bit of confidence in what they were supposed to do. And you know, maybe that's me seeking something that's, that's not actually there. Maybe I, I don't know what I'm looking at, and maybe they just have a bunch of slow players on defense, but... Um, some of what happened today came from 
new system maybe not being a hundred percent like they know the, they know everything. Uh, there were there was confusion pre snap a handful of times uh, that I noticed. And they played a lot, a lot, a lot of guys defensively as well. They're trying to figure out what they have and how effective what they have is. They rotated an, a metric ton on defense. I I would count, but it's probably a stupid thing for me to do here on a podcast. But I might just do it anyway. Hold on. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 11, 12, 13, sorry about this, 14, 15, should have done this before, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37. So 37 guys recorded a stat, um, and now that also includes special teams because Jam Griffin is uh, is on this as well as the kickers. But they, they did play a ton of guys, especially uh, all over the field, honestly. Xavier uh, Harris uh, stood out, uh, aside from his size. He had two and a half tackles for loss. Centarian uh, Perkins played a lot, had nine tackles, led the team in tackles today, including a, a sack as well and a pass breakup. It's really hard to know what they have defensively right now with, with the newness and how much they were moving guys around. And, and frankly, after that long run, Mercer did nothing. I mean, with a 75-yard run, Mercer only ran for 152 yards. Well, really a net of 93 if you want to take uh, the, the negative yardage away. So 93 yards is all Mercer ran for on 2.5 per carry, and they threw for 142. So on a day where people are worried about what the defense looked like, uh that's what the end result was. But yes, it certainly wasn't perfect at times. It looked like they were lacking confidence, moving a lot of guys around, trying to figure out what they have. Um, I am curious about the Cedric Johnson dropping back into coverage as much as he did. Uh, I would like to just kind of see him get after the quarterback, but uh, I'm sure... Uh, Pete Golding would laugh at that assessment and, and tell me how crazy I am for thinking that and explain why they do that. But still, I, that stood out to me was Cedric Johnson dropping back into coverage a, a handful of times uh, today. But kind of what I expected, a lot of new pieces, a lot of moving parts, looked at, at times like they were doubting themselves. But again, 93 yards on the ground on 37 attempts and 140 two passing yards, including an interception on 31 attempts. It's kind of hard to tell you that it was awful when, when that was the case. It'll get real here soon, and we'll find out. Uh, we'll find out then. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Oh, I forgot to talk about Michael Trigg. Uh, other than the, the handful of catches, hopefully he seizes the opportunity, but there have been rumors flying about losing a jersey number and and suspension and getting kicked off the team and all that. If Hudson Wolf is hurt long-term, they need Michael Trigg to step up and play. That simple. They need him. Uh, They need him. They they need the body in the tight end room, and they need that body to be effective because right now for the next couple of weeks at best, they're down to Kyron Heath and a freshman if if he's not um, giving them good snaps and, and meaningful snaps. So, Here's another opportunity, probably his final one, to get right because it's right there for him. He's talented. Can he figure it out and be an impactful player on this team? 
they want to use the tight end, here's his opportunity. We'll see if uh, if he's able to take it. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Comfortable win gets real next week. See you on the live chat tomorrow night. In the meantime, you all have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy your football. I'll talk to you tomorrow. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.